Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us, Britt. Give us the news. We did our contest. Um, no, first of all, there's something bigger <laughs> here that we, we need to say first. Okay. Um, happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. I've had a great day. Uh, yes. Yes. It's been a great day. We are, what is it? It's 2.51 Central Standard Time. And uh, we got some margaritas. Yes, I am drinking early. I could not get a really great margarita on vacation. We went down to Gainesville, Florida to watch the softball uh, girls. The softball girls? The, the Gators softball. <laughs> women I mentioned softball. we're having margaritas. No, women's, women's softball. softball. <laughs> Watched our Gators play. We finally got a win on Sunday. Uh, so it was good. It was a good weekend. We drove back uh, last night. And today I've kind of been pretty much taking the day off. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done anything. Uh, just spending it with my boy. Yeah. My boy Myers. Yeah. Which is what so we're going to talk there about. There you go. Segway. Segway right into, right into this. Right now he's not happy. He's he's in the crate. I'm trying to get him to nap because he's super tired from having his cousin Clark and Aunt Amanda here mm-hmm. while we were gone. Um, but yeah, so we did our contest. So Yeah, so we did a contest about uh, Myers' DNA. Um, so... Uh, no one got the three, the top three breeds, um, which is fine because honestly, the second one is a little bit of a shocker. It's a little weird. Uh, the whole thing's weird, the, except the, the the main one's not weird. Yeah, but the rest of it's the little, rest's a little weird. It's a little strange, and, you, and you've got it broken down over there. Yeah. So what we did is, um, and shout out to Sarah. She won. Congratulations, she, Sarah. She got two of the top three. Uh, and so we're going to be sending her a, a little prize for congratulations. her Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, so. So they're uh, wondering, to, yeah, what did, wanna, what did she get right? What is, what is he? All right. We're just going to start. Um, the, the most percentage that he had was 26.6% was what I originally thought he was when I called him a shitter. 
He is 26.6% Shizu. Boom, boom. So, um, and I actually, I was, I was right on the whole shitter thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next. So typically, well, let me go back for a second. When we talk about kind of genetics, we're looking at anything that's 25% or more. Um, So Shizu, we're going to talk about the toy. He's in the toy dog group. However, the next two that he has um, is 18.7% and 15.3% of a terrier. I'm going to make y'all wait just one second. So we're going to talk about the terrier as well. And knowing that that's the genetics are probably going to come out a little bit higher on the terrier side of things than the toy dog side of things. So here we go. <laughs> Y'all, I tell you, I was shocked on some of these. So we had our Shizu. He is 18.7% Yorkshire Terrier. Does anybody see Yorkie in him? Um, I, I mean, I knew Terrier, but... The only... I hear the Yorkie the in him. The only thing I can see Yorkie, um, other than that bark is the coloring so if you if you look at him closely he he's silver but then there's some brown in there so where you see a yorkie sort of has that cool like going from silver to brown um and you yorkie people out there if i'm messing up the colors please don't i don't yeah i think it's maybe called blue yeah blue blue maybe maybe not silver but um blue depends on the depends on the breed if they're silver or blue it's so weird I think most terriers, it's blue. Um, so, yeah. I, I, other than that, I was really shocked by the... I knew it was going to be terrier, but I was surprised that it's I w- Yorkie. I was surprised with Yorkie. I mean, also, we kind of look at... We have two breeds. The first top two breeds are long hair. And mm-hmm. he is short, coarse hair. Mm-hmm. Which we'll go ahead and go into that third one. Which is, again, kind of a shocker. Especially considering he's only 12 pounds. American Pitbull Terrier. So some of y'all guessed the Pitbull. Yeah. That face is just so blocky. Um, So we've got a lot of Terrier there, uh, which is definitely going to um, uh, make the bark make sense. (laughs) Let's just go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I for a while there with that barking, I was really leaning a lot towards Chihuahua, and we got a lot of Chihuahua answers, a lot of Chihuahua well, with answers those, with those ears, the ears, and the long leg, like yeah. It. I really thought we were going to have some Chihuahua. I did too. We didn't get any Chihuahua in it's this. Not on the list. Not on the list. Um, so let me just run it down for you because it's quite humorous, um, especially if you know anything about me. Uh, so. Eleven point four percent Maltese. Mm-hmm. I could hear that in the bark. Nine point eight percent Labrador Retriever. And we had a couple of people who said Lab. They did. They said somebody said Black Lab, didn't they? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where they were seeing the Lab. Um, but hey, good for them for seeing yeah. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Now the way his nose works. I could definitely, which the terrier, that nose yeah. work is in there too. But yeah. um, then it really gets interesting. 5.4% Cocker Spaniel. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and of course, there's some super mutt, 9% super mutt down in there. 
But look, the one that stuck out to me, and if anybody that knows me, y'all, he came back with 3.8% Rottweiler. And I am not making that up. It's We're going to post. Did we post this yet? We, we, it's on the Instagram. Y'all, yeah, the results are on there. I, I, I told my Roddy, my Tiba that I lost in 2012. I'm like, I need your help. I need you to send me a dog because I'm struggling finding one. And here I went to look at Meyer's brother and another dog. And I ended up, I had no interest in Myers whatsoever. And I ended up bringing him home. And I'll be damned if he doesn't have Rottweiler in him. It's fate. It is fate. It's total fate. It is fate. <laughs> he is just a mix. And, and this, the um, the Super Mutt portion, I think, had um, Husky. Sharpay. Sharpay, which is, uh, I can see with the hair on that. But uh, Sharpays are actually the only dog that breaks my skin out. Sharpay hair does. Bizarre. I don't, uh, you don't see many of them. Yeah. I've worked with a few. You don't see many of them. Yeah, and it sort of makes sense with these small dogs that are, you know, the the Shizu, the Yorkie, the Maltese, um, because he did come from a hoarding situation, um, possible puppy mill, where, uh, you know, there may have been in the beginning purebred yes. dogs, um, and then it just got out of hand. <laughs> And I would say so. so. <laughs> there are obviously there were obviously no purebred dogs um, that uh, were rescued from this hoarding situation, um, and then you know you see a lot of times where the neighbor's dog gets over the fence. Oh. So you know, oh, yeah. there's the pity. Even if they didn't have a pit, you know. So um, and then even Myers and his brother. I'm pretty sure you know there's probably different dads. So yeah, it it makes sense that. And, and this is so sad, but it makes sense that you've got um, these three sort of designer dogs, these uh, dogs that people want, the little lap dogs. Yes. And because that's how people start. And they start and they're going to breed Yorkies. Yeah, because they're, they're easy. Gonna, yeah, they're going to breed Maltese. And then it just gets out of hand. And uh, before you know it, if you're not a responsible breeder... It's uh, shitters happen. You get you get all kinds of things and <laughs> shitters happen, y'all. I have I am named a new breed. Yeah, and he's a shitter. I'm. I can we just say like I am so thankful for Animal Rescue Corps. Uh, oh yeah, big shout out to Ark. Absolutely. So he he came from a hoarding situation, um, but they they are so incredible. Yes, and, and, and it, how they go about doing things and, and the way that they... The way it's set up. Yeah. Um, ultimately, we did adopt him from Goofy Foot because they do... Because um, Animal Rescue, yeah, they don't adopt right. out. They, they send them to rescues. They place them with rescues. So um, it really worked out because we're huge supporters of ARC and then huge supporters of Goofy Foot. Um, it's just really awesome how the whole thing worked out. But um, shout out to them because... Yeah, and if you've not looked them up, animalrescuecore.org, check them out because they do... I know they do all over the South, mm -hmm. um, but if you, you may, if you're not living in the South, if you're living, you know, out West or look up to see if you have any type of organizations that will go in to these hoarding situations, because these guys go into some of the worst mm -hmm. environments that I've ever seen. And they, and they do it so well. Um, it's so well organized. They work with 
uh, law enforcement to get these things done. And, and they stay with it all the way through court. Yeah. And, and they, golly, the work they put in, the volunteers put in and the staff puts in like. Yeah. Their, their main kind of, we call it the shelter is in Lebanon, Tennessee. Um, but they will go all over. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you just read that they just rescued like a ton of bunnies? They did a bunny. Uh, okay. First of all, I don't want bunnies. No, but these are the cutest little things. Um, yeah, they were they were dumped in a in a park in Tennessee. Um, not sure where, but they rescued these bunnies that are obviously not wild rabbits. So they have no idea what they're doing out. They're like, oh, no, no, bless their hearts. Know how this works. Um, if any of y'all are interested in having a bunny, the bunny rescue of Nashville. I don't know if that's their. Um, I don't know because I don't do bunnies. Yeah, there there is a bunny rescue in so Nashville. Look, Nashville, Tennessee bunny rescue. They will be getting uh, these, these bunnies. Bunnies. Yay. So if you're if you or somebody you know needs a bunny, yes, yes. And if you are looking to adopt a dog, Goofy Foot also sends a lot of dogs up north. Yes, Myers yes. actually had a very interested person up north. So sorry. And I had to make a decision because I took him in as a kind of temp tryout. Of course, it only took me a few days to be like, okay, I got to make this decision and I'm just going to make it. And here he is. And y'all might hear him on the podcast barking. He's just not wanting to take a nap right now. But uh, yeah, check out Goofy Foot Rescue as well. Yeah, because they do uh, transport um, to New England. Uh, I think what mostly New Jersey. I'm not sure because they're based out of, technically they're based out of Michigan, even though they're in West Tennessee. They're kind of... Okay. Based out of Michigan, but they, um, I'm not sure exactly where that load up oh, is. Oh, Maryland. Is it Maryland? Okay. Maryland, not Michigan. Yeah, Maryland. So uh, if you're up north, you know, hey. Uh, that's the, we've had, we got two goofy foots in this house. We sure do. And uh, I will tell you, Myers has been, it, I, I'll be honest, I was very, and I think you know me well enough. I'm talking to Britt here. I'm looking at her, not my listeners here, but. <laughs> They may know you well enough. They may. <laughs> I when I have when I'm purchasing a long term investment, I really like to take my time, and I really like to check it out. Typically, if I'm a if I'm a quick purchaser, it's it's not a big things. Um, Brittany can attest to this. When I'm trying to buy a computer, a laptop, it's ridiculous. By the time you choose which laptop you want, it's already obsolete that's how long it takes you to make a decision okay so maybe sometimes yes okay so so for me i just wanted to i just i was scared i was scared to get one because i didn't want to do what i did last time which was compare uh, double d to tiba and then I didn't bond as well because I was worried more about her being my working dog and not my pet. And I honestly, it's been so long since I've had a pet. I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's why I was so picky because I knew what I wanted. I wanted a dog who could go out to cafes, go to parks, go hang out with me, sit in a backpack, be carried around, walk when he needs to. I wanted a dog who could literally be my sidekick. Mm-hmm. And so far, this little dude, he, he's cool, man. He's rocked it. 
He has been uh, downtown Nashville. We went a couple weeks ago and did a clued up game with our friends and took the dogs. And he was a rock star. First time downtown Nashville. Um, he was a rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his aunt Amanda took him uh, to a brewery this past weekend to do a fundraiser for our retrieving independence. And he was a rock star. I, I think everyone at Mill Creek Brewing like fell in love with Myers. It's kind of hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Mill Creek Brewing. So if you're local, Mill Creek Brewery, yes. um, and go and, and order. It's the Mill Creek canned. Oh, they have a canned water for Millie. Canned water for Millie. Yeah. Millie's one of our RI dogs that they named. Um, this is the cutest thing. I'm actually looking at the can right now. Amanda left it for me. Um, we should post that on the Insties. Yeah, we should. So 10% of um, the sales go toward local canine orcs. Woo-woo. Um, yeah, but that's a great place. It's a good dog-friendly um, patio. And and that's really what I want is I want a dog that I knew I could pretty much take anywhere. Yeah. And I didn't – it's hard to know what you're going to get out of a rescue because you don't know the parents. And I had I had tossed around looking at breeders for Yorkie Poos. Cotons, uh, cockapoos. There are people rolling their eyes right now at you. I know. Sheepoos. But I wanted to make sure I was getting something that that I knew the background of. Because here's the thing is, I, I know too much, right? And I get, I, I get too, you know, intertwined in all of those little genetics and health issues and things like that. So, funny though, when I was looking at all these different ones... Everything that I looked at almost came up in his DNA. I looked at Rottweiler breeders. Mm-hmm. I've even, I even went and looked at a Rottweiler an hour and a half away. And I was just like, Woo, I'm not enough for her right now. <laughs> I'm not the same person I was when I had my Rotties. Yeah. Yeah. I probably will have a Rottie again one day. But yeah, he's just been everything that I wanted. And I was so scared to make that commitment, afraid that he was not going to be what I wanted or needed. I'm not sure really the best way to say that. And I, and I think that I want to I want to make sure I say this to my listeners because I, I think that sometimes they get a dog with this idea in mind, right? And that dog doesn't work out mm-hmm. to be that, and that's okay. You just learn to adjust that relationship, right? And I kind of did that with Double D. She was a phenomenal working dog. As a pet, she was good, but she wasn't really the one that you would take. I could take her to patios and I could take her places because she wouldn't bark at people. She would leave people alone as long as they left her alone. Mm-hmm. But she didn't seem to enjoy it as much. I think it stressed her out a little yeah. bit more. And being bigger, you know, it was a little bit more difficult. But he's just so far, he's really kind of been. Other than he's not as cuddly right now, which is fine. He's a puppy. Um, he's been he's been pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I missed him on vacation. <laughs> this was the first time uh, we've been on vacation where she's been like, "Can we just maybe pack up and leave early?" Because I miss my dog. I'm like, who Who are you? It was weird. Who are you? I mean. I know people are probably like, oh my God, you didn't miss your dog. Um, Tebow was my soulmate. And 
I, the last time I think I felt that way was when I when I went to Austria and I left her at home and I was so sad to leave her at home. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, it was just it was going to be a long trip. But Dayan and I had a really different relationship than I had with Tiba. So I feel like it's actually been quite some time since I've had a real connection with the dog, especially when you came in the picture. Yeah, Dayan totally took to you. And she became your dog. Um, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Double D was a great dog. But this is the first time I think I've just, I've had a pet to where that connection since Tiba, since Bandit, which was my first one, which is the only dog my parents have uh, called their grand dog. <laughs> they've yet to meet Myers. That's okay. Just so y'all know. I'm I'm going to hold that on them. I was like, yeah, you need to come meet your, your, grand, your grand dog. You got a new grand dog. Mm-hmm. So he's he's good. I, I like him. Yeah. He's he's managed. So let's talk a little bit about the genetics of it. Yeah. Let's. So I'm, I've got Kim Brophy's book, Meet Your Dog, right here in my lap. It's fabulous. I love this by book. The way. <laughs> I have it. I have it on I have it on Audible. I have a physical copy. I refer to it a lot. Um, it's just brilliant the way it's broken down. Mm-hmm. And to really truly understanding what you're getting. And um, I want to start kind of with the toy dog because he has um, quite a bit of toy dog. If you looked up, if we added up the percentage, add up that percentage of there real quick. If we're looking okay. at Maltese as a toy dog, 11 and 26. Yeah, so we're probably still a little bit more than Terrier because I'm, I'm going to drink my margarita instead of doing math. Yeah, so, um, you know, total, it would be 38% toy dog. Um, All right. And then. Yeah, so he's definitely more toy dog. doing math over here. Which is what I really was. And then 34 Terrier. Okay, so kind of, you know, I wanted a Jack Russell. I looked at them. I was kind of all torn. I think I did good. I think I made the right choice, right? So let's just talk about the toy dog because I think a lot of people don't realize with the toy dogs, um, and I'm just going to kind of go over a few things with them. I know we've talked about it in the past and we did an episode with Kim Brophy, um, but I think it's worth mentioning again, especially if we have new listeners, you haven't gone back yet. Uh, these are the kind of things we talk about. Toy dogs are, are going to be basically what you're thinking of, your Bashans, your Maltese, your Shizus. Uh, your Papillons, Pekingese, Pomeranians, basically the ones that just sit in your lap, okay? And the way I love that she does this, basically a toy dog is your little companion, which is what I wanted. I wanted a little companion. I wanted somebody who just wanted to be with me, hang out with me. We didn't have any real expectations of each other because I've worked my last three dogs. I wanted different expectations. I want to just enjoy a dog and not be a working partner. Right. right. Yeah. Um, what I love is like you'll fall in love with your toy dog because he's sensitive, intuitive, and emotional. Uh, he is designed for attending to and comforting his person, which is really nice. Something that, you know, mm-hmm. I can use in the <laughs> evening after dealing with dogs that are trying to bite my face. Um, also they're engaging. Your toy dog is fun, loving, playful, and curious with family and friends. So far he has been very social to everyone. Oh, dogs and humans. Dogs and humans. He, um, 
he's met some kids, but he dealt with a lot of kids at Mill Creek Brewery on Saturday. And Amanda said he did phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he better do phenomenal with our with our puppy development specialist. <laughs> Having Amanda stay, Aunt Amanda stay is perfect. Um, uh, practical, highly portable, my favorite part, because he is so cute in his backpack. And yes, I am looking at other little carriers. Oh my god! Look over the weekend. I saw a lady. I, I was gonna. I was getting ready to tell the story. Go ahead. Because uh, we're we're at the hotel, and she looks out the window because she's like nosy neighbor looking in the parking lot at people, and there's a woman with a with a doggy suitcase. It rolls. It was rolling. Little dog sticking its head out. She rolled it all the way to the grass, and then got the dog out. That dog is spoiled. Look like a little poodle. Look, y'all, you can get the best stories by looking out your hotel window. I'm just saying. But yeah, I'm looking for new things for him. Um, he's highly portable. He is easier to care for, manage, and satisfy than many other dogs. And let's be real, I don't have time to satisfy much of anything else. So this really works for me. Mm-hmm. Now, you might find, a, this is one of my favorite things that she does in her book. <clears throat> You might find a toy dog hard to live with because he's codependent. (laughs) Okay. Your lap dog's clinginess and demands for attention may be challenging. I think I'm going to be okay with that because I just, you know, I was getting it from my cats coming home. Right. 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 And now my middle cat, Indy, has gotten much more independent than she's ever been. Of course, we called, we named her Independence Ruth. So she's very independent. Steve has gotten, he's pretty good. He comes and hangs out with me when I get home. Gemma's pretty needy most of the time. So I still get that love from them. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. I kind of wanted something that if I needed to get him to go to the bathroom, I could move and then not get pissed off about it. <laughs> like, Gemma would get pissed every time you like, you need to sneeze or something. Yeah. She's mad about it. Um, wary toy dogs may be prone to alarm barking and defensiveness in new conditions. Mm. Oh yeah. We are getting that. Yeah. We are getting a little alarm barking. And I think that's why a part of me really moved a lot towards Chihuahua because the way his bark was sounding, but now the Yorkie and Maltese is totally kicking in. Are y'all ready to hear something beautiful? (laughs) Nikki's it's your birthday. It's my birthday, and I'm pouring more margarita. Party like it's your birthday. Go, it's surely like it's your birthday. Yeah. I think you just made it. We do karaoke on Thursday. You know, I made this to share with you, but you're drinking really slow. So, she is drinking slow. Which is rare. Which is rare. Like, y'all, look. <laughs> I'm going to say this story. This is funny. We went to Spurrier's. I love how we go rabbit holes. We went to Spurrier's, and I know probably a lot of y'all don't know who that is. Steve Spurrier was a Florida Gator head uh, ball coach for, and, for the football. And player. Head player. He's phenomenal. He's a legend. He is legend. Flor- he is Florida's goat. He is Florida's goat. Now, he has a restaurant. We went three times. We were there for four days. Okay. But the last night we went was our anniversary, our legal versary. Uh, was the 27th. We've been together seven years. Seven years. <laughs> yeah, not six. Not six like we thought, but thank goodness for Facebook memories. <laughs> We've been together for seven years. Y'all, that was both of us, not just me, okay? 
I'm just saying. Um, it was so awesome. We went to eat and um, we were, got our, I say my normal, our normal server, but we'd only had her once, but we loved her so much. Um, and if she hears this podcast, hey, Louise, um, she was awesome. We asked for her again. Well, we were ordering and all these things. She kept kind of saying some weird stuff. And I was just kind of thrown off because she brought us some champagne. And it was really awesome. And then at the end, she's like, do you want anything else? I mean, since mom's paying. And I'm like, we were like, what, Jerry? Which is Steve's first <laughs> like, wife. Like, I'm like, what, she pays for Mama people's Jerry? Mama Jerry? <laughs> Now, I've never met Steve Spurrier or Jerry, but we were so confused. Y'all, my mother called the restaurant and gave them her credit card to surprise us and pay for our meal for our anniversary. So sweet. Is that not awesome? It was. But that's not... That's not the point of the story. story. (laughs) She was checking out the receipt, and it only had one glass of wine on there because, well... We had had margaritas before that. Then they brought us champagne. I ordered wine with my meal. You did not, which is, it is kind of weird you didn't order wine. And my mom says, oh, only one glass of Cabernet. And my dad immediately was like, oh, Brittany must have been sick. Because if she's not drinking. Well, I'm sorry, but you poured your margarita in my glass. So technically I had to. I did. I, I kind of, I wanted to switch drinks. So yeah. Being responsible. Being responsible. Uh, but yeah, that, where we just, we just went, totally went off on the side on that. T- yeah. If you're in Gainesville, anyway. go to Spurrier's. Don't care if you like him or not. No, you don't, you don't have to like him. The food is amazing. The restaurant is amazing. And the service is very professional, very good. They know their stuff. It's top-notch, and it's not the top-notch price. It's a five-star, but you're paying less than a five-star, and it's worth every single penny. Also not getting paid for this. No, we're not. However, (laughs) look, y'all, however. Not getting endorsements. No endorsements If if you followed us at all, we are big Florida Gator fans. I am a big Steve Spurrier fan. I call him Uncle Steve, my cat Steve Purrier. Well, he, Steve Spurrier does a podcast in his restaurant. His podcast room is in his restaurant. We're going back down in May for the SEC softball tournament. And you can actually book that room to do a podcast. And we're going to try to do it. I'm, I'm going to work on it. We're going to work on it. I don't know what the requirements if are. If we can record one of our episodes there, that would be amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So excited about okay, it. Anyway, right back okay. Back to dogs. Back to dogs. So, look. Um, okay. They do say that, um, that these toy dogs are fragile, Fragile bad, bad weather, exercise, (laughs) work, injury, or stress can easily put him over the edge, which is why I have a backpack for him. I'm not letting him jump up and off of things much because we're watching those knees because he is a little dog. I got him a cooling coat from Mm Kurgo. Still hanging out on you, Kurgo. I just know you're going to... I just know you're going to sponsor us one day. Uh, got him a cooling coat because I did have him in the convertible for the first time last Monday. And that sun beating down, he was looking for some shade. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that hot. Bless him. But he's a puppy. It takes him a little bit. Got to get acclimated. Yeah. You do have to get acclimated. Yeah. So it's, it's really funny about the codependency thing. Um, so when I came in last night, 
when we got home, obviously Isabella was all over the place. She's you know? always all over the place. She, and I'm like playing. You let him out, and he did not come to see me at all. It was, God, what? I was home for 30 minutes before he even he acknowledged. Your, no, I think he licked your leg within like five, but then he just went on about yeah, his business. He, he was, he was all, all over you. me. Yeah. So he's definitely, he's definitely I, bonded to look, you. Look, I had to pee so bad when I got home. I was really afraid that both he and I would have like excitement urination when we saw each other. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so if you have a toy dog and your dog is attached to one person... Don't get your feelings hurt. Don't. It's okay. Because I will tell you, that Border Collie belongs to a Brittany. That Border Collie. Yeah. Because I don't want a codependent dog. Well, I mean, I guess Border Collies can be Kinda, a little... No, I think they are very codependent. But, should, uh, I, should I switch over here to the herding breed and nah. and, and see what, what is being said over here we about, can, we can about your dog? We can do that different... We can do a different episode on that. I mean, I just see the whole, like, you might have a herding dog hard to live with if they're bossy, a workaholic, and clingy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She stares like, I need, I need direction. I need, I need, I need direction. I, <laughs> I need direction. I feel like she and I are the same. I need direction. Like, Give me direction. Creature. I need something to do. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't have anything to do, you'll make up shit. We will just walk around like trying to find something to do. Look, Britt will wake We're up the in the morning and she will make a list of like 40 things to do. I make a list and the first thing I put on my list is make a list. And then after I get done writing the four things on my list, I mark off the first thing on my list. And I'm successful for the day. Good for you, man. I know, right? Good for you. You should be more like an Aries. You're more like a Taurus. Mm. Mm. And even though our, our birthdays are I, only a week apart. Maybe Pisces. I don't know. Her birthday's in a week. We celebrate our anniversary the 27th, and then our birthdays are a week apart. Do-do-do. All right. So, so, obviously the Yorkie, even though it's a toy size... Are you done with the toy dogs? I am. Okay. But the Yorkie is put into the terrier group. Yes. It's not a toy dog. It is not a toy. Um, it is a terrier along with... <laughs> no dogs are toys. No dogs are toys. Um, so, uh, Border Terrier. We had somebody mention a Border Terrier. Mm-hmm. I can totally see. I can see that. I uh, totally saw where they where they could that. see that. Um, you've got your Scottish Terriers, your Sky Terriers, your West Highland Terriers, Wheaton Terriers, Yorkies. Jack Russell, of course, which is my second favorite breed, but just knew I didn't have the energy for it. The Cairn Terrier. Um, so even like the miniature Schnauzer, Airedale Terrier. So the Airedale being, you know, a little bit bigger than what you're mm-hmm. used to seeing in Terriers. But Terriers are definitely, the reason I didn't go Jack Russell, because uh, I was looking at Russell Rescue constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know if I had the energy to to give to a terrier like a Roddy. So I, I was like, this is the breed I really want. Roddy, Jack Russell, I, I would love to have either of those. I had to be realistic. And, and and I think that if anything, if you get anything out of this podcast episode today, that's when you pick your next dog, please be, be realistic on what you can give that dog and not just go by what you like the look of or because so-and-so has this dog and it's a great dog. Mm-hmm. They may have put in a lot of work that you don't want to put in. Or they may have just gotten a really good dog genetically, yeah. right? So really think about what you can give that dog. Because that's going to be really important uh, when you're looking at adding a dog 
or getting your first dog. Um, and if you're a first dog dog owner, please don't go for the hardest breed, right? You don't give a 16-year-old a Ferrari that's a seven-speed manual. You just don't do it, mm-hmm. right? Um, all right, so let's talk about terriers because let's be real. In the South, uh, we are overrun with pit bull terriers. We are overrun with pit bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, and I think um, staffies, pits, they sort of get lumped into the same category. Anything with a blocky head gets called a pit bull. Because um, there's really, technically, there's no real, pit bull is not a breed. Um, Staffordshire bull terrier, American Staffordshire terrier, those are the real, but pit bull kind of really encompasses all of those together. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I I know I've mentioned this before. When I started training um, 26 years ago this month, uh, started training professionally 26 years ago this month, uh, it was chow mixes. Everything was chow mixed. Chow, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Everywhere. You actually saw purebred chows. Then it turned into lab mixes. And now it's been pit bull mixes probably for the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, They've been hanging around. Um, Of course, now we're seeing mostly um, doodles. Yeah. Uh, so they're being mixed. The poodles are being mixed with everything, which is not necessarily the best thing um, because they're mixing kind of, again, when you start mixing these different genetics, you have genetics fighting against each other. It, I, I always go back to the best example for me is the um, the damn puggle. They are cute as shit, but it's a pug and a beagle. Mm-hmm. And you're taking the genetics of a beagle whose life is nothing but nose work and putting it with a dog who doesn't have one. Not shaming people who have puggles. Absolutely not. They're uh, adorable but- <laughs> as crap. No, they're so adorable. But I think but when you look at it, you've got to be careful that you're getting the right percentage. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't have so much beagle that the genetics are not being capable of being met because there's no nose. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so it's just, I think we have to be very careful when we're doing that. Um, but I'm all about, I'm all about taking mixed breeds and breeding them. I mean, they can be healthy. They have great genetics. Why do we have to have kind of the labels to say, this is what this is, right? If Myers was a great dog and he had all the right temperament and physically really healthy, why not breed him to another dog that matches that? That's a story for another I mean, day. Obviously, we're not breeding. No, he's already neutered. Um, I'm totally never going to do that. We but it's just a, we it's, wouldn't be. But. It's just a thought, though. Um, and there are many out there, many of my colleagues out there believe that we really should be taking more of our mixed breeds and breeding them for companionship instead of going with these designer breeds that are being bred for the looks and not for the actual temperament or health. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sort of, sort of what nature would natural selection yeah yeah if they were out in the wild um, we've taken away natural selection for our dogs exactly and um the first podcast i listened to that had kim brophy on it she was with michael shikashio and you had you're like listen to this and i'm outside digging a garden and i'm listening to this thing because i y'all i'm not a podcast person like i don't i just don't listen to podcasts um and i'm listening to it she's talking about you know, us taking away dogs' ability. Like, 
we take away the evolution of dogs. Yeah. We get, we basically play God. And I was like, I'm out talking to myself. I'm sure the neighbors heard me. I'm like, hell yeah. Oh my God. This is on point. You know? Um, anyway, that's a total different podcast, but, um, but go look it up, go look Kim yeah. Brophy up and listen to everything Kim Brophy yeah. has put out there. She is, she's been on a lot of different podcast episodes and then beyond the operant, which is on YouTube. Phenomenal. It will make you start thinking differently. Yeah. Absolutely. Y'all hear him? Yeah. Bless him. He's mad. He's going to have to wait a second because we ain't done. <laughs> um, but yeah, go and listen to that because it is true. We just, we need to make sure that, that we're not taking that away, but also being very responsible. And it's a fine line. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to pause. I'm going to let him out That's and okay. go potty because I think he needs to potty. Yeah, I think he does. All right. So I will be back and, uh, <laughs> and we'll get going on the terrier side of the genetics. Yes. Okay, so I let him out. Doors open. They have got free run to go in and out, but of course he's right here. All right, so let's talk about terriers. Um, you'll fall in love with your terrier, and I'm imagining all the pit bull owners out there are like blah 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 blah. I will tell you that before I even read this, I I could never have a full pit bull because they are just they need a lot. Four-legged Ferraris. Four-legged Ferraris. But I will tell you something. They are some of the goofiest and funniest dogs I've ever met. I mean, oh, like breed legislation is such bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, those dogs. They're phenomenal. Someone asked me, um, I was getting my blood drawn uh, for my labs last week. And uh, the woman who was drawing my blood, she's, you know, talking about what I do. And she's like, okay, well, what's your least favorite dog? And I was like, it's not that they're my least favorite. It's just the one that I know that I cannot keep up with. And it would be any type of bulldog, pit bull. Like they are, I I couldn't, like, I just can't do it because I don't have the energy. Pit bull people are cool people, though. They are. And, and they, they are cool people. And I, I will say that the one thing that I notice of him, um, because he would be in the in kind of the bull territory when I start thinking about it now, he's actually going to be in the bull territory and the terrier territory, mm-hmm. to Kim Brophy's analogy. Right. So he's actually going to be mostly toy dog now that it's just coming out. But I will say the one thing that I noticed of him that – his he's goofy like he will do a somersault he'll tuck his head and he'll roll in the grass in a somersault so he'll tuck his head and bring his butt up over his head not like a neurological no (laughs) that is a pit bull behavior it's this i love life i'm gonna roll around the grass i'm gonna make noises he is very vocal he is very vocal. Very grumbly. And um, and it's funny because she does make the bulldog as the entertainer. Mm-hmm. As y'all can probably hear him. And on air, you're going to get to hear. <laughs> Myers, that's enough. And hope that that works. Because we've been working on it. Myers, that's enough. And the cat is growling. So now, after twice, we get to go and interrupt, interrupt. him. Which means we get to pause again. And this is how we do... Now he stopped, see? This is how we get to do my birthday podcast episode. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. So 
so really being terrier, he's going to have a lot of that, but she does break down the terrier and the bulldogs differently. Mm, okay. So, so if you're looking at that point, he's definitely more toy dog than he is terrier and or bulldog. Mm, okay. So, but let's just talk about Terrier a little bit. So, Terrier, uh, dynamic. She has a big, fun, bold, and witty personality, which he does. Um, independent. Um, not particularly clingy. See, so it starts to mess with the toy dog, mm-hmm. which are clingy. So, then you start seeing all these genetics fighting each other. And then you have um, always ready at the drop of a hat. She's poised for action. I will say that when I'm ready to go and do something, he's like, okay. Yeah. And he's ready to go. I really think he's following me around today. Like, he woke up from a nap and came to me when I got out of the shower, like, where are we going? <laughs> and I had every plan to take him out today and do something with him. But I think he's just too tired. Yeah. So we, we're staying at home. Um, all right. So you might find a terrier hard to live with because she's got a one-track mind. So are you terrier people? Um, it's when she sets her sights on something, you may be invisible to her. (laughs) So say your dog is in the backyard and has found a hole and is digging for a mole. Didn't mean to rhyme. That's what they do. That's what they do. So when you're calling them to you, if you've not made that recall a really high rewarded behavior, the chances of you getting your dog to come to you is going to be pretty low. And Mm -hmm. it's not because the dog is trying to be an ass or trying to be dominant. Okay. Because we're going to go back to that, you know, dominant crap. The dog is, that's genetically, that's basically what the dog has to do. That's what they do. That's what they do. So let me just give give an example to, to maybe help you understand in the human world. Let's say that someone is born and their entire life, all they wanted to do is, is become a paramedic. It's all they've ever wanted was to be a paramedic. If they were riding in the car with a family member or a loved one and something happened and that loved one was like, no, let's just stay in the car and keep going. Or that person needed to get out and help somebody. No matter what that loved one says, that person has no choice but to get out and help because genetically that's what they have been designed for. Mm -hmm. It's so overwhelming to them, they don't even see it as a decision. It's just, I'm doing this. It's who they are. It's who they are. And we all know somebody like that in whatever job that looks like, right? We know that's, that's who they are. We need to look at that with our dogs the same way that's who they are right if you have a dog who loves to dig okay now myers has started digging i'm not sure if it's really genetic or if it's just puppy digging but we are prepared to make him a dig box Mm -hmm. so we got a baby pool we'll get sand and we'll make him a dig box if that's what we need i'm not going to stop him from digging i'm going to stop him from digging in my yard but I'm going to teach him to dig somewhere that's more appropriate, right? Because that's who he is, if he has enough of that in him. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the genetics play out. Because keep in mind, this is a guideline of what you could expect or should expect. Don't be surprised if you don't get it. You might find a terrier hard to live with because he's got a one-track mind. <laughs> of course, that's the same, right? Of that whole, this is my hole. 
and I'm going after the mole. Mm-hmm. I rhymed again. Uh, got a thing for little critters. So we've had a little problem with him with the cats. Uh, of course, the cats are not little critters because they're all bigger than he is. But uh, that prey drive is there. Uh, we've been working on that. But it's also puppy stuff because we did the same thing with Isabella. Mm-hmm. You remember Isabella was terrible with Steve. Which Steve likes to play with the dogs. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. I'll, I will catch where I will interrupt Myers for something and then Steve comes back at him. I'm like, okay. I'm out of it. Mm-hmm. He can jump on a table. Hyperactive. I don't think he's that. He's actually been really good about being pretty, you know, chill. Yeah, I think, though, you know, the when people are talking about their terriers and they call them terrorists, I think that's the main reason is because they're hyperactive. Um, and then they're also bored. So they destroy things because they're not getting that enrichment and they're not getting their needs met. So that's sort of where that, you know, whatever terrier it is, gets called a terrorist. Enrichment's huge. Yeah. Tell people what you do on Sunday mornings when you're home. Besides topples? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm just putting enrichment stuff together. The thing, though, with enrichment is you have to make sure it's enriching to your dog. Uh, you have to make, and that's why I think knowing genetics is so important. Um, your dog might not want to topple like that might not be enrichment for them, you know? So, I mean, with Isabella, for instance, uh, go hunt, like herding would be her thing. So let's find something where she can sort of herd, um, a flirt pole. Yeah, with a terrier, you you might want to look at things um, where they can hunt or dig. So you know you you sort of got to keep those those things in mind as well. Um, enrichment should be things that are enriching to your dog without much of your assistance. It is for them, and they have the choice to do it or not. Yes. Um, but yeah, Sunday mornings, I I don't meal prep for us, but I sure as shit do a lot of enrichment. <laughs> I stuff wish you would start meal prepping for us again. For the dogs. I need it. Yeah, the dogs are set up. Like, check the Instagram account. Lickety mats. She's got it. Like, it's all like out there. It's amazing. Yeah, and I, you're right. I think that a lot of people get these small dogs that are considered terriers, and they think, oh, they're small dogs. They don't need that much. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that they have been bred to do as much work as a Labrador Retriever in a different setting. Yeah. And that we've got to make sure that we are matching that and meeting that. Uh, otherwise, you are going to have behavior issues. And I say behavior issues. Behavior issues in your mind. It's just a, a lack of the ability to meet that need in the dog's mind. Mm-hmm. And we've got to we've got to give them ways to to do that. When we look at the bulldog... Lord, we get into not only the pit bull and the American Staffordshire, the American Bulldog, the Boxer, the Bull Mastiff. Oh, let's see. You'll fall in love with them because they're affectionate, entertaining, and outgoing, which he is. Yeah. Uh, You might find a bulldog hard to live with because he's all or nothing. A zero to 60 design can catch you off guard. 
I'm telling you. Zero to 60. Four-legged Ferrari. Four-legged Ferrari. (laughs) Uh, Powerful, which he's not because he's 12 pounds the last time I checked, but I've got to weigh him again. He's probably about 13 now. Eating some envelopes right Uh, now. Touchy-feely. If you value your personal space, he may get on your nerves as well as your nap. So I have a, you know... I think I've really got a good balance between a dog who needs to be with me and a dog who's independent. And that's really what I wanted because I have moments where I need to be independent. And then I have moments that I really want to be with my buddy. Yeah. And I think he's a perfect mix of that. Obviously, genetically, as he continues to develop, we'll start to see which one is kind of more dominant, mm-hmm. you know, what genes are going to come up and express themselves a little bit more dominantly. And my job as the owner is to not try to form him or mold him into something I want, but to help mold him into what he mm-hmm. needs and what he is and what he is. Uh, and it's a learning process. I mean, he is what, 18 weeks today mm-hmm. or 18 weeks this week. 18 weeks old, um, which is just over four months, right? So he hasn't been in this world very long. He's still trying to figure things out. Um, He's still going in and out of fear periods. Your mother, Mm -hmm. your mother came over to check on them um, to let them out. And she was freaked out because his tail was tucked. He wasn't doing much and she was freaked out. And, um, And it was basically, he was either really really tired because he had been playing really hard um but also going through a fear period right and now since i've been home he's teething he's lost two teeth on the bottom so it's really cute because his teeth are already so small um he's missing some teeth on the bottom so he's going through some teething um he's really itchy right now i gave him a bath last night but he's really itchy uh it could be that he's gotten something that has not set well with him so we're going to do a little um you know, saliva test with him. Uh, But keeping in mind that they're going to go through these stages and that he may not be the same dog this week as he was last week. Mm -hmm. But to know that your job is to help the dog to develop uh, the best way possible and to give them every opportunity and to know when it's a day that you need to stay home and when it's a good day to maybe go out and do some exposure yeah right so and i knew today he was just too tired he was not napping really well he was um kind of restless but you could tell he's still tired but he wants to be awake because he doesn't want to miss out on today and i really i had a i had a whole idea i thought we'd go to the park we'd go hiking we'd have a picnic today was going to be an all outdoor day but he just wasn't he's not feeling it and that's okay yeah so, and actually it got to the point where I'm like, I'm good. I'll just stay home. We've been in Gainesville. Um, I got to get back to work tomorrow. We're sunburnt. Um, I am not sunburnt. Thank you. Because I sprayed the crap out of me. But um, you just white as white. I'm, now you're not. Now, you, just, now you're tanned. It was just one day of sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> She's so fair skinned. You're yeah. delicate. So, I mean, I really think, though, this book is um, incredible. So, I think The Meet Your Dog by Kim Brophy as she's looking at it. should get it. You really should. Especially because- if you do have a, a mixed breed. Um, or, I mean, even if it's a purebred dog, 
But if you have a mixed breed, just sort of figuring out what that dominant breed is to kind of look at what their needs are, um, you know, what they need as far as enrichment, because it's going to be different for every dog. Definitely. Um, so I do. I think it's I important think it's that, that, that we go past what our dog looks like. And for a while there, I was really, I thought the DNA tests were kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some DNA tests come back to some of my clients. I'm like, there is no freaking way that there's that in that dog. Yeah. And what I thought was in that dog was nowhere even to be found. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we're getting better results um, the longer that it's been available. Yeah. I think it is important to do a DNA if you have a mixed breed that you don't know what it is. I do think it's worth it to figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for a while, um, I was thinking French Bulldog with a little Chihuahua. I thought maybe he was a little Chihuahua. Yeah. Right? It didn't really change a whole lot from what I was looking at. It was still in the toy group. But um, he is over here trying to eat my football. I am in love with this dog. <laughs> like, I just think he's so cute. Like, everything he does is so cute. What, I, what dog person's like, oh, it's so cute. He's eating all my shit. He's eating all my shit. <laughs> um, y'all, it's been so long since I've had an actual pet. And I'm just a like, puppy. yay, you get to she be a pet. hasn't had a puppy in so long. A puppy and a pet, right? Um, he's actually not chewed anything up. He's been really good. Yeah. We haven't had an accident in forever. Um, he's a good dog. And I think that's mostly genetics. That's not what I've done. Um, I mean, I think I've helped him along. But he's got a really good solid start uh, with his genes. I do think it's worth it to spend that 100 bucks. Um, or you can get a lot of times you can get a oh, yeah, you can much get cheaper than that. Um, get your dog's DNA because it will help you to understand your dog more when they can't sit there and tell you, Hey mom, dad, this is what I like. This is what I enjoy. When you yell at me for this, it really bothers me because this is all I know. Mm-hmm. This is what my genetics are telling me it's to do. Innate. Yeah. I can't help it. So you punish me for it. Not fair. Right. So yeah. I do think it's kind of worth you guys doing the DNA test. And um, we used, what, Embark? Yeah, Embark. So, yeah, you can usually find a coupon for that. So check that out. Um, you know, hey, if we get enough listeners, maybe Embark will uh, give us a discount code for our listeners. Woo-woo. Hey, I am pushing it, y'all. But you've got to start you got to start really spreading this podcast out. we got to get uh, more listeners so that we can get some sponsors. Yeah, so y'all can get some discount codes. But get your dog's G, uh, DNA done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, are you going to do Isabella's DNA? Um, I I think it's pretty apparent what she is. We all know. I. It is. It's, <laughs> but is it worth... It's funny because I'll walk past, I'll be hiking or, you know, I'll have her out somewhere. Somebody's like, oh my God, I have a border collie too. I mean, this is like, she's, (laughs) she's close enough. She is so like, (laughs) it's, she is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, whatever, whatever the 
tw- other 20% she, I was going to say, I, don't you, you want to know? Look, maybe for my birthday, I should have done like, hey, we're going to do a fundraiser to get Isabella's DNA test. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it just for just to Shits and giggles. laugh about it and see what that other small percent. Of course, if it came back and she's like, no border collie 80, ever yeah. in there, <laughs> like point two percent border collie, eight like, and it's eighty percent husky or some crap. I don't know, but yeah, well, maybe you ought to get Isabella's and then do a contest on that one. Nah, that's too I, easy. <laughs> Never mind. I feel like uh, I feel like that'd be way too easy. It would be. So we did have a winner. So thank you all for uh, getting on Instagram and making your guesses. And y'all who said Chihuahua, I mean, really, I, we were all leaning towards that. So. I really was leaning towards Chihuahua, so um, I will give you that. Uh, I appreciate you all getting on there and trying to figure it out. We are as shocked as you are. I'm not as shocked about the Shizu because when I called him a shitter, I had seen kind of the dogs that they, he got picked up with. So I thought maybe they looked a little Shizui like Yeah. So now we're going to let Meyer's brother know. Who is up north? Mm-hmm. And his name has been changed to Miles. Um, is that right? M- Milo. 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 Yeah. So it was uh, Bill and Ted have been changed to Milo and Myers, which That's is funny. awesome. Funny. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we'll uh, let them know what it is. So we'll post this now on the yeah. Facebook page. Though and Instagram I, and their and DNA, I think is it is. I a, think I they're, they're, they're going to be different. different. Yeah. If they get theirs done. I'll be real curious to see right. what results they get. So I will let them know that we did it. And In case anyone out there does not know this, um, puppies can have multiple dads. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, yes. humans can too, but uh, it is very, it's very common in the dog world. Very common in the dog so. world. Yes. Uh, because when I first, yeah. when I got my first dog as an adult, uh, it was probably a 45 pound dog that gave birth uh, I can't remember how many puppies. And I was like, yeah, I want a big dog because I grew up with little dogs. And so I went and picked the black and tan dog that had big paws. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a big dog. And she ended up like 32 pounds mm-hmm. at eight inches. So yeah. uh, she was definitely not like her siblings who were tall and big. Um, she was a little midget. But I should I should go back and rephrase what I said, like. Humans who have multiple babies at one time, those (laughs) twins or triplets or however many can also have different. Anyway, we are not an we are not a podcast that that is uh, that (laughs) understands human world. You guys can just go look that up. There's a Google. Yeah, just Google that. It's all good. Just Google it. All right. Well, I think that will uh, wrap it up for today. I think so. And, uh, We're going to go celebrate your birthday go now. celebrate make my birthday. Make some steaks. And, uh, make some steaks, have a little wine. And uh, we appreciate you guys so very much. And, and we love hearing from you. We we are hearing more and more from you. Oh, yeah. We've gotten some great stories. I want to thank you for the new Patreon members that we have. Um, we have a um, just a small Patreon account right now because I don't have time to put in all those extras. The dogs are playing, but you're listening to a dog podcast. So there you go. Um, I want to thank my Patreon members. Thank you for supporting us um, and allowing us to do what we do because we love getting on here and, and talking to you guys and just talking about dogs and uh, just hopey, 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 hoping that we open your minds a little bit and think a little bit differently about your dog than maybe what you did yesterday. 
Yeah. Um, and, and see them as an individual, who they are, not who you want them to be, not who you used to have. Uh, and that's a lesson I'm learning. Yeah. And learn with me. It, and let's go through it together. For the record, that, that is a play growl. Oh, yeah. They're playing, having a great time. And if you don't know about those, hey, dog communication commun- seminar, <laughs> go get it online. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Britt, you got any long lasting words no, until ha- next week? Happy birthday. Well, thank you. Well, next week we'll be celebrating your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, you know what, guys? For her birthday, send me some questions. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Send me some questions. Yeah. In the subject line, put Brittany's birthday. Yeah, so I don't read it. So she doesn't read it. Send me questions that you want to know about Brittany, and we are going to let you... This get to is, know her. This is going to be fun. Yeah, because she is an introvert. So right now she's like freaking out, but she has a whole week to deal with it. So send me your questions. Put Brittany's questions or Brittany's birthday in the subject line so she does not read it. Podcast at dogspeak101.com. And we will ask questions about Brittany next week. Okay. Yay. I hope you guys have a phenomenal, wonderful week.